following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Welcome, guys. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome, guys. I can't speak today. I am so excited that I can't speak. I am so impressed at what the Cowboys were able we to do last night. Go. What a dominant win against the Rams. 44-21. A, a game that was, I think, very unexpected the way they won that game. And it's once again proven that once the Cowboys are, are able to run the ball and stop the running game from the opponent's team, they walk out with a win. I guess now, that's the definition of speechless. Like, you know, people say, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. Like, that's yeah. that was the definition of that. I couldn't even get it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. What to maybe say. we need to go unanimously against the Cowboys more often. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So. I don't know. You know, and and they they um, I don't feel bad about that at all. They, they no, don't, they don't deserve to be picked. Uh, and, and they they weren't playing good at all. They hadn't beaten anybody that was worth. Man, I almost cuss around here, but uh, they 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 just don't feel. I mean, they just haven't done anything to say, hey, you know, they're gonna get it together. Derek kept trying to troll me in the press box last night. He was like, "You regret your pick yet?" I was like, "I won't regret my pick if they win a hundred to nothing. Good for them." Yeah, but there he was picked the same thing. No, uh, what is he talking about? Derek's a troll. Like that's what he does. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but. I mean, they they had given us no sign that they were capable of playing a game like that against the team with a pulse, and that's exactly what this Rams team was. They're fighting for their playoff life. I mean, if you weren't aware of the margin, consider Rams lose and Vikings win, which basically ends their season. I mean, they they're behind the eight ball. This win completely just like maybe not mathematically, but kills their realistic chances of making the playoffs. So everything to play for for the Rams. And it absolutely did not matter. Uh, the Cowboys were the team that looked like a buzzsaw yesterday. And if you saw it coming, good for you because the you're answer, the only one. The answer is, I don't know. Like Because the question is, where has this team been all year? That's that's what everyone's asking. Where has this team been? Isn't that why this well, year's again, been so frustrating? Can yeah. they be consistent? Right. Can they, they keep are. this They're up? Seven and seven. I mean, it's like well, a seesaw. <laughs> I mean, it goes like boom. I guess that is a <laughs> pretty consistent, consistent way to look at it. Con- yeah. what, what is it? Consistently, consistently, inconsistent. inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. Which I can't talk today either. In a way, in a way, I feel kind of indicated. I, I mean, I picked the Rams to win. I I won't apologize for that. Is Derek here? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Just uh, because we have a team. Just because it's the it's the group, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. not that we weren't. Maybe maybe he can actually have some words because we're all just kind of fumbling around. Our, our he words. also picked the Cowboys to lose against the Rams, so but <laughs> it's probably like some kind of caveat to no, this. I picked them to lose. Yeah, well, they no, didn't. but well, what I was gonna say is, and you know, I'm not I'm not trying to. I was totally wrong. I picked them to lose. I didn't think they would play that well, but. I've been insisting this whole time that I think this is a talented football team. I think they're good. No, I don't yeah. think they're good. I'm sorry. They're not good. They're talented. And mm-hmm. that talent was on display last night in all phases of the game. And 
I mean, you can choose to look at it one of two ways. It's a super encouraging sign heading into the most important game of the year, or it's frustrating that this is the <laughs> that, that maybe cry. maybe the second this. time we've seen him play this way. The Philly game as well. May, like two times in and 14 games we've seen him play you like know, this. The, the thing I think was kind of interesting as I was looking at as I was as I was looking at the game and kind of reviewing it in my mind. There were probably two areas of this team that I thought were two of the better areas of this team, at least what I've seen this season or what I thought going into the season. And those two areas, I still think, were two areas that really didn't show a lot last night. And that was really encouraging. The wide receivers, they didn't really use them very much. You had three receptions by the top three wide receivers. It was basically a game for the running backs and the tight ends. And the defensive front, I expected them to still get more pressure. And both sacks came when they blitzed, and they came from a cornerback, and they came from a linebacker, right? So you you look at those two, and I talked about that in the end of the week last week. I said, you know, if this team's going to get on a roll, those three guys on that defensive line are going to have to show up and start making their presence known. And I don't know that I necessarily thought like that happened consistently enough yesterday, especially at times when I was noticing these guys had one guy in front of them, they weren't necessarily winning. All in all, I think the secondary played great, though. And so you start looking at that, and that's why I start wondering right now, like, was that a good sign or a bad sign that you won in an unconventional way? That areas of your team that maybe haven't played as great started to play really – the offensive line played really great yesterday. Yeah. They hadn't been that good in a lot of parts of, of this season. So that's the part I'm kind of – you know, I'm kind mm-hmm. of – I don't know which way I really feel about it. I disagree with you on that. You do? I, yep, I, I agree. I disagree that the receivers didn't play well. I think they did. I think that their presence alone is why they were able to – once the offensive line was able to go hat on a hat, knock people off the ball, I think the way the Rams were still playing Amari Cooper and, and Gallup helped um, them run the ball. And on the, the same for the defense. I think they got a lot of pressure on golf. I think he was running around and Gurley didn't do anything. So that defensive line to me did show up yesterday. Yeah. Maybe not in the stats, but but I, I mean I still think you can show up on defensive line. But l- let's be clear: what I was saying was not that they didn't play well. What I said was number one on offense, they didn't rely on the wide receivers. No, they were not a big part of what they did yesterday on the defensive front. I think yes, they played well stopping the run because obviously Gurley yeah. did nothing. nothing. But I still think there were situations yesterday, as far as the pass rush was concerned, where they when they were sending four and there were guys that that literally didn't they were not being double teamed. They weren't necessarily getting home, and they weren't necessarily even in some of those instances providing a whole lot of pressure. That's more what I'm talking about is the pass rush. I don't know that it's – and maybe it's my expectations. My maybe. expectations, if you talk about those three guys, my expectations is my expectation is that they should be able to dominate opposing offensive lines. I don't think they've gotten to that point yet in any particular game where I've said those three have dominated an offensive line. Yeah. They got lucky, too. I mean, considering how bad – Jerry Goff played. I mean, he was horrible yesterday. He He could not have played a worse game. Every pass he threw, I'm like, I could have thrown a better pass and I can barely hold a football. And (laughs) like it was it was really bad. So I was expecting a lot more. Considering that scenario, I was expecting a lot more from the defensive line. I wonder how much injuries affected both quarterbacks. I mean, you know, Dak Dak he played well as a well rounded effort, you know, guided the offense. Picked up some crucial yards with his feet, had some crucial third down completions, but he didn't look his sharpest. I wonder if his hand is part of that. And then Goff appeared to hurt his thumb, and I buy it because he looked Mm -hmm. terrible, even when he. And they did put some pressure on him. Nick's right. I mean, they made him uncomfortable in the pocket a few times, but even when he had all the time in the world, 
He's just he was bad. He missed some routine throws. There were some throws that were just like, okay, you should be able to make that AG's throw. AG's yeah. exaggerating, which I do all the time. <laughs> but no, but seriously, the one that stands out to me is like the dump off to Gurley mm-hmm. all by himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 15 yards minimum, maybe as many as 30 yards, and he just shorted it, and he was not under pressure. Would he, he have caught it? I mean, based on I mean, the Gurley two had point a rough day, too. I don't they, think he, had, he was no, at his they best definitely yesterday. Did. Yeah. Uh, man, there's there's a million different ways I could go with it. Like, right off the bat, I think another, you know, I mentioned the Philly game. What happened in the Philly game? They forced two quick takeaways, got up early. This team is so well built to protect a lead. And I kind of I'm I'm stealing this talking point from my buddy Jeff Cavanaugh cuz I thought it was really smart. People are like, "Oh, look what happens when they run the ball. This is perfect." Well, how did they get that lead? Mm-hmm. They took advantage of big plays. Uh Tavon Austin gets completely separated on a rub route, 59-yard touchdown. That comes after. Yes, the running game did get him down there on Witten's first touchdown. Passing game gets him up 14 to 7, and then Sean Lee's takeaway at the end of the first half allows them to score and all of a sudden you can just run the ball at will because you're protecting this size of it the was, lead. It was really, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, you may have the play-by-play. I think it was the third touchdown uh, drive where they actually really started relying on the run. Like, yeah. They were just driving the ball down the field on the yeah. ground. The the previous possessions they hadn't. I mean, they, it was a mix. Really, it was literally run, pass, run, pass, mm-hmm. run, run, pass, pass. I mean, it was yeah. all the way down the field. But it was that I think it was that third touchdown possession. Where you start to see them really focus in on on running the ball, and they were having success doing it. Well, getting, you know, when you have third and third and two from the eight yard line on that possession that you're talking about, third and two from the eight, and you know Zeke gets one yard, then fourth and one, Dak gets two yards, first and goal from the five, Zeke for two, or I mean Zeke for three, and then Zeke for one, and then Zeke for one. They yeah. kept running and, it in, and we talked about that in the press box. We were like. The way they're running the ball, I'm going to keep running it here, yeah. and they did. They just they stayed committed to it, and they kept pounding, and they were picking up a yard, picking well, up two yards, you remember whatever that the case was, play? in order to get the first down or the touchdown. You remember that big play Aaron Donald had? No, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he, and he didn't. And he's a you know he's an outstanding player, and he has been for a long time, <laughs> and all that. But I mean, give, I think Zach Martin. I mean. Zach Martin and Suafilo, I think those two guards played outstanding. I bet everybody did up front, Frederick and all that, because they really did knock him off the ball. It, to me, this was the exact flip of the script of the game against the Rams back in uh, January. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I mean, like, they ran the ball for 250. They couldn't, you know, Gurley, their, their star back couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. They were dynamic. Kellen Moore did a great job. But, you know, no one wants to hear it, but you got to give the coaching staff credit for this because they came out. And if Belichick outcoached um, him, you know, in the game in New England, then Garrett outcoached McVay in this game mm-hmm. all the way because they had everything to play for. And the Cowboys came out and they, they were the team that was doing some different things. Which. You know, not to get in, we don't have to get into a whole deep conversation about like accountability and all that type of stuff, but Antoine Woods gets arrested two weeks ago, and there's plenty of people that are like, well, what's he still doing on the team? Why is he here? Well, that's probably why. He kicked ass last night. Yeah, he did. He, he I mean, he, I mean, he wrecked the Rams stuff the way that you would think Donald would. Yeah. For a nose tackle to stand out like that, tackle for loss in the backfield consistently, the Rams ran the ball for what? 20, 22. 22 yards? I think it was 22. And, That's amazing. And I, I told you all this stat the other day. In uh, the two games that Jalen Ramsey has played at AT&T Stadium, the Cowboys have scored <laughs> 84 points. So 
I mean, I know he's a great corner. Keep him coming. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that that hasn't worked out for him. 44 last night and 40 against the Jags. I bet he's sitting around today saying, I did my job. It ain't, my, it ain't, it ain't me. <laughs> yeah. And it really wasn't. Like, I didn't three really catches see a lot yeah. on him. No, that's yeah. a, and that's a fun thing for me. I think – I think fantasy football has skewed that a little bit because you know yeah. you you need your guy to have a big game. I get it; it's the fantasy semifinals. But like, and and if the Cowboys' offense had been struggling, then that's a problem that Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup can't get separation. But they weren't needed. It's like it's the perfect example of complementary football. I th- I mean I thought it was cool the way I assume they designed their game plan to take advantage of the fact that they wouldn't need their receivers to beat that coverage. Blake Jarwin was great. Jason Witten had arguably the catch of his career, and the running game was clicking. And if if the receivers have a bad day because of that, again, if they're not moving, then that's a problem. But they did whatever they wanted to. I will say this, too, and and I think what, what it showed me was that they were willing to also kind of adapt as the game went on. Because if you notice, most of the catches the receivers got and a lot of the targets they got happened in the first half. By the second half, it was like, all right, we see the writing on the wall here. We're going to run the ball. We're going to use our tight ends. And they usually don't do that. Right. They'll, they'll go ahead and do what they and do. They'll keep banging their yeah. head against the wall, keep banging their head against the wall because they, they're convicted to do what they mm-hmm. do. And in this game, it seemed like they just kind of realized, hey, we know what's working here. Let's stick with what's working and let's keep giving it to them in that way. And I think that, to me, was as much of a win for this coaching staff as anything else. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll dive a little bit deeper into some of these topics. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the 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 offense and the fact that they scored all these touchdowns they had I think four touchdowns out of five possessions in the first half I want to see if these guys saw anything that was different in what they were doing offensively than what they've done in past games so that when we come right back this is DallasCowboys.com radio I'm Jay Novacek former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys back in the day I was the guy who always got the tough yards and that's why I run with John Deere today in fact I have a John Deere 3025e tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do even the tough yards way out back so if you have one acre or a thousand John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us we are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give, Give me an S. S. Give me an O. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back 
to the break. Welcome back. It's the second segment of the break. We're live from the SWBC Border Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys' big win yesterday. They beat the Los Angeles Rams 44-21. Now it all comes down to this. It'll be the Cowboys versus Eagles this Sunday. Uh, 3.25, I think, is kick time. And uh, the winner takes the lead in the division. If the Cowboys win, they actually clinch the division. Eagles win. There still would be a chance for the Cowboys to get in and win the division. But this game really is everything. And uh, we'll get into that as we get later into the week, um, get you guys ready. But first, let's talk more about this Los Angeles Rams win. Um, As I mentioned before the break, Cowboys yesterday offensively in the first half were as good as I've seen them this season. Probably... Uh, even more so when you factor in that they were playing the caliber of team that they were playing relative to when we've seen this before. We've seen the first three games of the season. We all thought this offense was all world, but they were playing teams that aren't very good. This team is a good team, and the Cowboys were moving the ball at will, score four touchdowns on five possessions. Uh, The only possession they didn't was the first one, those next four. It was four back-to-back-to-back-to-back touchdowns. Uh, And the interesting part, again, these weren't field goals. They actually finished the deal and got into the end zone. Did you guys see anything different in what they were doing yesterday that maybe led to that kind of success? I don't know if I saw anything different in what they were doing. I just saw a difference in the in the way that you know they were actually they were it seemed like they were they were running the ball more in between the tackles. Some of these outside plays don't don't work that well. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys have a, a great team speed. I don't you know maybe Pollard can run, run on the outside and find a hole, but with Zeke, I think it was more up the middle and him just grinding out yards. So I thought that was the biggest difference there because it was taking your second and six, now second and five, and then he was and sometimes seven or eight yards on first down. So I, I just think it was the way they were running and getting those holes, and he he was really running hard. I thought this was his best game of the season Zeke. by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah couple thoughts i want to get into that but the other thing not different just doing the smart stuff at the right times like quarterback sneak on in a short yard situation it's a given when your quarterback is built like that i think so that was encouraging getting tony pollard involved mm-hmm. it's like it's not stuff that we haven't seen it's stuff that we haven't seen consistently like and that's mm-hmm. you know it's frustrating to think that there have been like six games where Tony Pollard has had less than 10 snaps. And that's not a knock on Zeke. It's just, I mean, find ways to use your weapons. It's kind of baffling. But just doing the smart stuff at the right times. Like, again, not stuff we haven't seen, but stuff we haven't always seen. Uh, And then the other thing is, yeah, I think, you know, we we have dogged the guy a lot, uh, fans and media. Zeke is balling. And, you know, we, you talk a lot about, like, running backs getting better as the game goes on. He seems like he's rounding into form as the season goes along. Maybe it's because he didn't have a training camp. Maybe he wasn't feeling all the way right. I don't know. But, like, all of the criticisms, I know, you know, he hasn't gone to the house from 60 yards out, but we've seen the 20 and 30-yard runs the last few weeks. You forget about it because the rest of the team was playing crappy. But he's kind of had the ball rolling a little bit here over the last three weeks, and I think he looks as explosive and powerful as he has in quite some time, honestly. I mean, yeah, he had four or five runs yesterday where I was like, there's the juice that everybody's been saying he doesn't mm-hmm. have anymore. Like, that's it right there. And it might not, again, it's not a 60-yard run, but it's a 15-yard run where he cuts back, dodges one guy, and then plows over the next guy. Like, that's the type of stuff you're used to seeing from him. And I just thought it was super encouraging. 
both they're good. I was just gonna say, I think one of the things we've been talking about is preparation and the way this team prepares during the week and what the coaching staff does. And I think they were finally able to do that. They came prepared to this game. And one of the things that was frustrating me and somewhat somewhat frustrating to me was the fact that I wasn't feeling the tension around. I wasn't feeling like this game this team had just lost three games in a row. And that was like, okay, all right. It bothers me when you're not on the same page. It's like, you should be upset too, you know? But they just that just came to show that they were just feeling confident and came prepared. They, they, they were ready for it. And they knew how to adjust to the game. And by adjusting, sometimes that means figuring out exactly what to keep doing that's working. And we already talked about that in the running game. So... Uh, that was just very impressive. Never did I imagine that I was going to see Cooper Rush on the field yeah. later in that game. Yeah. You know, that's the interesting part, Amber. I think for me it's it's both frustrating and encouraging because it did seem like yesterday they flipped the switch, right? And they they became the team yesterday, yesterday alone, not speaking of any other game this year. Yesterday alone, they became the team that I thought they were at the beginning of the season. Highly frustrating if you're watching this team and you're expecting that of them all season and you see it for the first time in week 14, right? But but even more 15. so, 15, I'm sorry. But where it's, where it's encouraging is if they flip the switch and they keep the switch on, who knows what they can yeah. do. But can they? And, and that certainly hasn't been the MO this year. There's been tons of inconsistency. So, again, you're in this really weird space if you're watching this team and you're rooting for their success. You're in a really weird space because you know they have the capability to do great things. You just haven't seen them be able to put it together and do it consistently. I think it's encouraging because, um, you know, you're actually going to face a team. I don't think they're going to face it. If they go to the playoffs, I don't know if they'll face a defense that's as good as that. So... Certainly not a defense that has more talent than that. Yeah, so yeah. at least you, you put it out there that you can do that. And and I think it's it's just it's not realistic to say, well, they don't do this every week. No, I mean, the, the 49ers got beat at home by the Falcons yesterday. I mean, I think the 49ers are a really, really good team. And, but I just think that, yeah, you, you can see, you get to the playoffs. You have you have the potential to go and beat anyone. You also have the potential to go out there and play terrible. I mean, look what the Rams did. I mean, like Dave said earlier, they had everything, and it, it was do or die for them. Yeah. It wasn't do or die for the Cowboys, and even next week's not do or die for the Cowboys. Um, it is for the Eagles, but so crazy. It's not, and, and it's really not. I mean, yeah, if they lose to the Eagles, that's it's not great, but it's still a very. I think it's a decent chance that they get in, even if they lose to the Eagles. I'd rather not leave it I'd to chance. I'd rather not leave it to chance and leave it to Eli or Daniel Jones to go to beat right. the, the Eagles. But the Eagles want to be beat. I mean, they wanted the Giants to beat them, but they just couldn't do it. They wanted the Redskins to beat them, but they couldn't do Crazy it. Crazy part was up to this week, you could say similar thing about the Cowboys. And yeah. that's where, again, that's where it gets back to that frustration thing is, which of these teams is the real Cowboys? Which of these teams is the team you can maybe rely on to be, to show up in that way for the this rest is, of this, this season? This is Dallas's game. And and the Eagles have the Buffalo game. That's what they have. They went to Buffalo and they just yeah. kicked their butt all over the field. Mm-hmm. And that was their game. And this is the Cowboys game. They beat the Packers too, right? Was yeah, that? I don't remember if that was a close yeah. game. It or, was or very what? close. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. did go and beat them. It it you know it's funny. It just the timing is really funny. Not to pat myself on the back because I I didn't even I didn't predict anything. I just asked a question yesterday morning. I was like, I tweeted this out. I was I said 
Is there a level that this team could play at on Sunday afternoon that would restore your faith? And make you feel optimistic about the last three weeks and maybe the playoffs. And I even, you know, like, I threw an example in there. I was like, if they crush the Rams 45 to 10, is that good enough for you to feel like, all right, we could do something with this? And everybody just murdered me. And then about halfway through the second quarter, people started tweeting me, like, holy crap, it's happening. It's 44 and now, to 15. And I think that's. That's where everybody's at right now. It's like it was a good enough performance if to restore your optimism. I think Mm -hmm. I'll say this: we're going to hold that question because that's actually what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Is I mean, what does this mean in the grand scheme of things? Right? Ruin Derek's show for tomorrow. Got to be playing. That's the funny thing. I was going to say that at the top of the segment is like, and I get it. We we need to fill five days of shows, but like, I don't care about the Rams game anymore now that it's over. Like, prove you can do it again. That's absolutely prove you can well, do it again. Prove people keep saying like we needed this momentum. I'm like you don't have momentum yet. You got to do something with it before it's momentum. You just won a game. Yeah. You snapped a losing streak, and now I want to see what you do with it because history this season indicates that you won't. And it all sets up nicely because they have a game coming up next where it is a division rival that obviously knows them and they know they know each other right. And this is a game that can clinch it for you. So in that circumstance, can you now go in? and play the same kind of game as what you played against the Rams. It may not be the same outcome. I'm not saying you necessarily have to beat them 44-21. to 21. The point is, can you go and give the same level of effort and the same level of execution to where you can really, really take it to them and, and win a game convincingly in a, in a more hostile situation or even win a close game, but do it convincingly to where people feel like, man, this is a different team. They're playing at a different level than they've played throughout most of this year. You know, the the exciting thing for me is that I truly believe that it doesn't matter who the opponent is. It, it's more the Cowboys' own doing. Even when you see when you saw them playing against teams with winning records earlier in the year, throughout the season, the, the mistakes that they were doing, I mean, that, that wasn't because the opposing team completely domin, dominated them and took them out of the game. That was their own doing, own decisions, coaching decisions, their own mistake— creating penalties here and there. So that's a positive thing because if they can clean up their own game, then they can really make some damage in the near future. So to me, that I'm looking at the brighter side, and they seem to hopefully have cleaned things up with this game. Hopefully. At least in this game. <laughs> in at least this in this game. game. And we'll see if it, it carries on over. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the kicker. And uh, what he did yesterday, some of it good, maybe some of it not so good. We'll talk about when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So-so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this. 
SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Hey, Cowboys Nation, this season when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory because if the Cowboys win, the next day, Dunkin' is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys' success from the sidelines. Head to Dunkin' and treat yourself to real victory because this season, Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day, too, with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Back to the break. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, what you got for us over there? We got a few more sessions of the Christmas at the Star. It's the annual Christmas at the Star presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb returns to the Star. It's actually been going for a few weeks here. This 20-minute show electrifies the Star at 6 p.m. on every Friday and Saturday before. Uh, between now and December 21st. Yeah, really cool little here. thing they got out there. The The tree is actually like a... Two more days. It's an animated tree that has like video built into the tree. It's you got to see it to believe it. But it's really, really cool. Got some dancing animation that happens with it. Santa gets out there. I think Santa breaks dances. The break dances. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's really, really cool, though. Really cool event for you to take the kids out to. And now the kids are going to be out of school, as mine will. After this week, you're going to be looking for something to do. Get them out of the house before they drive you crazy. This is a great option, right, Nick? Yeah, you want to yeah. That? yeah, you do a good job with it. I'm this. just saying, like, yeah, you, you know, and, you and get parking it. are free. Yeah. So come check it out. All right. Let's jump back in. Cowboys versus Rams. Cowboys get the win. Um, let's talk about the kicker, man. Uh, Kai Forbat, this is his first game with the Cowboys. Um, goes three for three, field goals, five for five on extra mm-hmm. points. Pretty nice. good day. Uh, I shouldn't even say pretty good day. That was a great day. <laughs> Based upon what we've seen this season, for you to have five opportunities to kick balls to get points and make all all eight of them, I should say, yeah. uh, that's a really, really great day. There were two moments uh, at the beginning of the game and then a little later in the game where he kicked the ball out of bounds. He said after the game, like literally he can't remember a time when he's ever done that, certainly not done that twice in a game. That all being said, give me your evaluation of what you saw from Kai before Bath yesterday and how encouraged you are or not with the kicker position. I saw a kicker that's already hit more field goals from 40 to 49 than Brett Maher did in the first 13 games. So that's a win for me. I mean, if he doesn't attempt a field goal longer than 50 yards the rest of the time he's here, that's a-okay. Cowboys have a good enough offense. If it's even questionable, they should be going for it anyway. So hit him from 50 and in, be consistent doing it, and that's great. Kickoffs out of bounds, not good, but... The field is 53 yards wide. I'm I'm confident he He'll can figure it out. He can figure out how to put it somewhere in the field of play. Yeah, that's he can figure it out. That's well, easier to prefer perfect during practice time out here. Uh, I, I think you can definitely clean that up. And for him, for that to be his first game, then yes. The irony. Like, Welcome to the Cowboys. How many yards wide is goalpost? Like eight? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know the footage, but it's a lot narrower than a football field. Yeah. So the fact that he could put five different kicks through the uprights and two kickoffs out of bounds is it's funny, not in a good way, but I yeah. mean, I'll take that. If you're it's, hitting all five coaching. of your field goals, 
It's, it's come, coaching. It, it has come down. To, it does. Are it, you really no, saying that? Are you saying no, that? No, I'm saying it's score. special teams coaching. You don't. It, he can kick it straight down the middle. They're asking him to kick it directional to kick it over here, and then that he goes out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Just kick. Just kick it. Just yeah. kick it as far as you can straight down the middle of the field. Don't try to get fancy. Don't try to <laughs> angle it and try to pin the guy deep and all that stuff. Don't do all that. Just yeah. kick it. Just I mean, kick the ball. He's right. Just kick it straight. Uh, yeah, the field goals were good. It looks a little different. Coming, but but it also looks good when they goes right through the middle. That yeah, no doubt. Good. They did. They at least one of them looked kind of knuckly. Yeah, and I was like, like my gut reaction was like, oh, it doesn't look very good. Oh, never mind. It went in. Okay, <laughs> cool. And that's all that matters. I found myself by the end of the game starting to kind of take it for granted a little bit when you when you got the extra points. It didn't that. matter. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. That's but, exactly. But early why. in the game, I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god. No, it's the exact here? same thing. Don't as, lose the oh god because he's going to do that <laughs> in Philadelphia or Washington. It's he the is, exact same just, thing as Michael Bennett. Like you, like we're not even talking about two straight offsides flags because this was a blowout. But yeah. mm. then if it's seventeen to thirteen with five minutes to play next week and he goes offsides, we're gonna be spending a whole segment on it on Monday morning. Yeah, it's true. So don't, I wouldn't say take it for Just granted. Like, don't take it for so granted. I can't. I can't be comfortable. Now. No, no, don't get not allowed to be comfortable. Yeah, don't get comfortable at any point of what's left in the season. No, there. This right. team has done nothing. To but, show that you should feel comfortable with anything, I wasn't saying do. the team. I was saying the kicker. Like I was starting, kicker get definitely hasn't. I was but, starting to get a little comfortable by the end of the game. But I, I'll, I'll say this, and this might give you a segue to what we're going next. But I've never ever seen a game that started off as crappy as that. Oh, without, you told us without one play. Yeah, you I mean, told us. <laughs> we hadn't even had a snap yet, and yeah. you've already had two mistakes. That's not what you said. No, I said two major f ups, <laughs> and, I, and I censored my tweet because I was just like, "Oh, screw it." Oh, and I, you know, I honestly, I knew you were going to do something because you looked at me and you were like, and you didn't have any words, and I was, and then you start typing. I was like, "Oh God, whatever he's about to put on Twitter," and then I hear Taylor back there like, "Nick, I can't believe you did that." Yeah. yeah. So. Well, it was. I mean, it was, it was guy kicks out of bounds, and then of course it started. Let me come back and say it wasn't a major. Uh, mistake, but <laughs> so I see the two are coming by. Right. But I mean, Dak, seriously, I mean, let's talk about the coin. Okay, so here. so paint the paint the picture here. I mean, you got Dak out there. He and Tank are talking, and they're showing the video right now. I for you don't guys really that are blame Dak for this. I know yes, he kind of do. I, How? Yes, because I, I blame Demarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith. I, honestly, here's the pro. Here's what why? happened. Okay. Here's what happened. All right. The 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 verbiage of the coin toss is so needlessly complicated. Like, it's actually not though. It, no, I mean, well, for okay, yes. All you got to do is go out there and say defer. Defer. That's, That's all, all you have to do. Defer. But Dax, that here's the thing. You say defer, but nobody ever like the problem is nobody's ever going to choose to kick uh, kick on purpose. Like nobody's going to say. Just let me finish. Okay. Great. Nobody's ever going to be like, yeah, we we want to kick. That's what we want to do. They know that once they defer. The Rams will choose to uh, take the ball, take the ball yes. because otherwise they kick twice. That's how this whole thing goes. So D-Law and Jalen, they played like crap last week. They're chomping at the bit. like They know they're going to be on defense because they're going to get the ball to start the second half. But you still have to wait for the Rams to say that. And instead, they were like, well, defense, defense, we want defense. And Dak's all of a sudden like, uh, well, yeah, but yeah, we, we'll, we'll kick because we're going to be on defense because y'all are going to choose to receive because this is obvious. Mm-hmm. They just skipped the whole rigmarole. They skipped the, second yeah. part. They skipped the part where you let the Rams say, we'll take, we'll the, take ball, the ball. And, and then we that get all the makes sense 
until you get to Dak's post-game interview where Dak says, somebody asked him, is there a chance when anybody would actually choose to kick? And what he says is baffling to me. He says, well, yeah, yeah, depending on the circumstances of the game and the conditions of the game. I'm like, no, there's never a situation. I don't, you tell me whatever the situation you think could be. And I'll tell you, I'm still going to say either I'm going to defer or I'm going to take the ball. There's honestly, no circumstance where I'm going to say, yes, I want to kick both halves. I think Dak was being a smart ass, honestly. You think? Yeah. Just like not – I just think he was like not giving didn't me what – didn't come off like that. It, I was sitting there and I yeah. just – I detected some smart assery. <laughs> it like happened. I, I wasn't – It happened in the yeah. game. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson was Just making up words. His first year it yeah. happened in, with the Cowboys Because he wanted it to? I don't know. I think he just – same thing. Didn't have, didn't know the rules in the yeah. NFL or something like that. But you know, hey, they have replay for everything, and they went to the audio and they they got they figured it corrected. It, out. I th- it, it, it was a little disturbing that it, it that you can't that we couldn't figure that out earlier. You know, I don't yeah. know who dropped the ball on that one, but what I mean, why why can't they just clean that up so, like quicker? I always joke. Why is Aaron Andrews the one telling Jason Garrett why? Yeah. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. She's the one. Not anybody else. Yeah. Not Todd. Not, not someone else. Aaron Andrews. We figured it out, Coach. I always joke, now though. Give me an interview. <laughs> <laughs> I always joke that fans don't understand the actual kickoff rule because they play Madden. And you just you win the toss and you choose to receive. And then the person that lost the toss chooses to receive. Maybe they should just do that because nobody's going to kick the ball twice. I don't care what Dak said. Nobody's yeah. going to do that. Right. So you win, all the, makes sense, you win the right? coin toss. And then you, for like somebody chooses, and then you go, and right. it's fine. Yep. It's whatever. Yeah, and you just do the opposite of what but you did in the first half. The cow, the Cowboys captains skipped the step where you have to let the loser of the coin toss right. say kick or receive. Well, maybe this is the reason why you shouldn't send twenty guys out there for the coin toss. Maybe <laughs> it seems just point one. Yeah. And just he just goes out there. I mean, and he knows you, I'm going to say one of two words. That? I'm either going to say I'm going to receive. Or I'm going to defer. That's all you need to say. One of the also, well, throw Walt Anderson out here too because like he, Dak said what he needed to say. He was like, "We're gonna kick, or we'll play the." I'm confusing myself even talking about it. <laughs> Dak said we want to defer. He said defer and we'll kick because the yeah. Rams are obviously gonna take the ball. But Walt Anderson was like, "Oh, you want to kick? Okay, you can kick." And then Dak was like, uh, yeah, eh, sure. oh, whatever. I don't know what just yeah. happened. <laughs> Did you see how the unsure he was? Yeah. I mean, this is your leader. Oh, yeah, he got really confused. By the like, time Walt said that, I think he realized. D-Law. I honestly think at that point look, look, he look realized. Look here. He's like, and he starts looking at D-Law like, is that right? Wait, uh, yeah. I think so. Sure. Tank yeah, is like, what the hell is going on? Did you notice that he kind of uncomfortably laughed? From what I heard, the the Rams were actually laughing because they're like, oh, they just gave us the ball twice, right? Because I think they realized, oh, when he said, you want to kick? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I think they realized, oh, gosh, we got the ball. We're going to get the ball twice. And you know what? It did matter. I mean, it's easy to go, ah, it didn't really matter. It actually did because it's 28 to 7. Mm Mm-hmm. Just think about if the Rams get the ball. We know that there's a hundred people in the stands when when you know you start the third quarter. Everyone goes out and thinks it's a 25 minute halftime, but it's only 13 minutes, and so they don't. They're not back in their seat. And it's very quiet. They go down to score, and it's 28-14. And now it's a game. It's a game. Now Aaron Donald's got his, you know, everybody ready to go. And <clears throat> instead, Cowboys go down and get a field goal, 31-7. 
I think it changes everything. So yeah. that was very important to get the ball there. I was playing an interesting game yesterday, and I, I played it with Dave. I was at multiple points in the game. I said, you feel comfortable yet changing your pick? Oh, I already talked about okay. this. I called and you I, a troll, actually. No, I'm I did sorry. the same thing to my wife when I got home because she watches the game after. Like, you know, you got kids. You can't watch it live. So she's recorded it, and she was at halftime when I got home. And I was like, uh, she was like, don't tell me what happened. I was oh, like, well, I was like. You just tell me at whatever point you feel like you're comfortable the Cowboys are going to win. Just scream out to me, hey, they're going to win now. And literally it wasn't until maybe. It wasn't. Yeah, it was It was around that time in the fourth quarter. And, and the point was, the point I'm making is that I think everybody probably believes that this game wasn't really won for the Cowboys until later. Certainly after halftime. Certainly, I would say probably a quarter after halftime. At least for, in my opinion. Just because I have seen this team have these moments when they just fall apart and things just don't work anymore. And I know that's an explosive offense on the other side. So I, I didn't feel comfortable. And and so I, I agree with your point. If you're talking about it from the standpoint of whether that matters or not, it certainly matters because you're right. 28-14 after one possession into the second half, I don't feel comfortable no, the Cowboys necessarily no. going to win Maybe I'm just not – I don't I felt totally comfortable. I meant like whatever – At what point? Whatever, at halftime I asked you to get that, put that question, and you were like, nope, not there yet. Whatever doubt that I had at 28-7, when they got points on the first possession of the third quarter, I was like, yeah, they're burning. There we go. And that's the point. That's, point. that's the point we're making. That's the point we're making. That's why it mattered. Because without that, I think we all – if it would have become 28-14 with them scoring coming right out of the half – I think we all are sitting there like, oh go. gosh, yeah. could this could this flip on us, right? Yeah, and uh, and that's the point. Like th- that's a really good team on the other side, and the Cowboys have had their moments when they kind of lose it a little bit. Can we just real quick talk about Jason Witten making a catch? One of his sure. better. No, catches? can we can we talk about Sean Lee? Go ahead, do both. <laughs> <laughs> talk about both. No, no, oh man, that was like my heart. It was like a, a warm hug to my heart when I saw Sean Lee get that, and not only catch the ball, but then. Start Started to miss tackles and get away with, you know, getting there. Uh, are we gonna play it on uh, there? Maybe. It was so exciting, and yeah. just seeing his smile afterwards too. It just, oh my god. Well, that's exactly what the it Cowboys made, made my whole season. That's exactly what the social media team that that's what they tweeted out. Like retweet if this like melted your heart or something like that. And I'm like. Okay, like where did this come from? Because like, it wasn't you, me. You sit up if it there was in English, it wasn't me. I know, but you sit right up there. I mean, everybody was so and Dana excited. talking about even, this. <laughs> even Dak said it. I mean, the only person that didn't really love it, I guess, is Kyle, because Kyle's not going to show it. But, but every, <laughs> Why are you every, giving Kyle a hard time? I'm Kyle, just saying, Kyle just runs whatever they give him. What are you talking about? We don't about? have Sean Lee weaving through. We don't have that. But Witten, that, that was impressive, the that way he was able catch. to catch that ball and yeah. then turn and keep going. And not, you know, when you make that turn at, at his age. Oh, okay, now we're watching. You ask Look and you shall him. receive. Jay, thank you. Kyle. Here's Jalen Smith. <laughs> you think Jalen would have made that interception? He was flying. If, if Sean doesn't get it, Jalen's least tipping it. Sean's got, I think, 14 career picks at, after that one, and Jalen has none. So I'm going to go yeah. with Sean. I'm glad Sean's Sean. a pretty sure, sure-handed That's, guy for a linebacker. He had nine picks over three seasons from 11 to 13. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that was the second one in the last four years. Yep. Kyle, you have Witten. The Witten catch. Best catch of his career? Hi. Here we go. Here we go. I think so. Damn. The San Francisco game was really good a couple years ago, but this one. And then the spike, of course. Did y'all hear the story about this? Yeah. Tell the story, Nick. We don't have time. We don't have time for that. Who's going to stop us? Oh, okay. All right. He said, 
Wait, which story? The one that involves Dave? Yeah, that's the one I oh, thought sure, you were talking about. Oh, sure, why not? Yeah, go. So, so this one, he said, I have to call my granddad and apologize him, uh, to him because this is probably my first spike in, like, that's a weak spike, too. Like, I was told it was he a grunt spike. Anyways, first spike in, like, 16 years. But I will say this. He gave Dave... Like, quite the tongue lashing going on. He gave me the business a few weeks ago. Because Ed Orgeron went went nuts after beating Alabama. And he's like, act like you've been there He before. was like, I thought you were LSU. I thought you win games all the time. Act like you've been there before. Wow. He, he, lit, he was like, wow. He was like, like me. I hand the ball back to the <laughs> ref when I score a touchdown. So did you go and smirk at him in the locker room no, last I, night? I didn't like, see him last night. I'll, I'll probably sure bring it up when I see him on yeah. Wednesday. It, he'll he'll kind of like, oh, yeah, you got me. It's like, cool. I mean, hey, you the moment. Like that, yeah, you, you could do it, right? The, no, it, that, the moment is everything. Like, you well, should celebrate in a moment yeah. like that. There's, There's nothing wrong with it. There's more to it than that, too, because down to our left, there's a lot of Snickers oh, every yeah. time he catches the ball. Like, oh, here's one yard, here's two yards. Go get it, Grandpa. I mean, every every time he does it. <laughs> He's talking about the other media the people other media in the press guys box. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to be, you know, one yard, two yards. And then he makes a catch like that, and everybody looks over at this one particular guy. And yeah. it's like. Oh, you can say it. Clarence Hill. Yeah, Clarence Hill. You want to apologize? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was cool to see. I mean, Witten set the, at the time, set the tight end record for catches in 2012, and I believe Lee had four picks that year, or maybe it was the next year. Either way, it was, they turned back the clock. It was fun to see. Yeah, it was a good game. We'll see if uh, if they can follow Does that up. Does it mean anything? Does it mean anything? We'll yeah. talk about that tomorrow. We're going to talk the about the Eagles can't bring their championship hats to the sideline, That's and fair. the Cowboys can. There you go. To the sideline. To the sideline. It's a hat yeah. t-shirt game. Hat t-shirt. All right. Well, only on the Cowboys sideline will they will they be there? We appreciate you guys <laughs> joining us. We'll be back tomorrow at our normal time, eleven forty-five. For Nick Geatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas.